Hey there everybody, my name is Jack Packard, not just here for PC gamers, not just here for console gamers, but for the United Gamers of America. And The Escapist. There's only The Escapist. We're our own little country that we escaped from. That felt hard. <laughs> this week on the episode, this episode, The Escapist Show, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Baldur's Gate 3, and Nick's going to talk a little bit about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And then over in the topic section, Nick is going to give us a first impression of the Xbox Series X. Of course, it will just be Nick, because I don't have one. Huh. I don't have one yet. Might not get one. <laughs> but that's it! So hello, and welcome! This is The Escapist Show! Alright, so Nick, why don't you uh, tell us about Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Yeah, so we finally got access to next-gen consoles a month later Ooh. than everybody else, because PR doesn't like us, I guess. <laughs> but It's you! They, that's true. They, it's the hat, Nick. They, they don't that's trust true. the person who wears a hat. It should be a shill hat. Exactly. Yeah, so I've been playing the, the Xbox Series X now that we have one. Uh, you know, we're, a month, we're about a month behind on next-gen coverage, so my first impressions are technically my review ah. uh, once we get to that point. But So I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the Xbox Series X. We do have a full review up on the website from Mark Delaney, who reviewed it on the Xbox One S. Oh. Uh, so he's actually playing the, the old-gen version. I'm playing the, the new-gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far, I'm really, really loving the game. So I know when you tried Origins and Val or, uh, Odyssey, and of course I've played through those two, my biggest problem with those games was like the bloat. It was just so much to do. The world was so big, needlessly big. Mm. And a lot of it just felt like filler to get to the story. And then they had the level gating uh, based on your power and all that stuff. They kind of do away with most of that in Valhalla. And it's a lot more mm. streamlined experience uh, for that and, I, and I, I'm loving it like the exploration actually feels like exploration again because I know another issue I have with Odyssey is even though it was a huge world and beautiful world a lot of the locations you kind of went to felt kind of copy pasted even the bigger cities hmm. um, at least that's how I felt about it um, but in Valhalla like everything feels unique and so uh, the England you know you, you start the game off in Norway and then you go to England and you get you know these beautiful country vistas and everything uh lots of verticality lots of like ancient room like, like ancient roman ruins mixed with like english villages which is really really neat aesthetic cool um, and then on top of that like the uh the performance on the xbox series x is 4k 60 frames and some reviews are mentioning that they've had some performance issues i haven't had any uh even in like mm. the big battles that go on when you do full-on raids um, so I'm, I'm really, really impressed with the Series X so far. I don't have PS5 yet. It uh, comes in on Thursday or Friday. But uh, it, it it loads up fast. It runs smooth. It looks beautiful. Uh, and, uh, you know, even with my RTX 2080 Ti in this computer, it oftentimes has a trouble running games at full native 4K 60 frames. Mm. It's, yeah, <laughs> on, my new, on my new Sony X900 HTV, that game is a looker, and I'm excited to try more next-gen titles. I've also been playing uh, Gears 5 on it, which is mm -hmm. another another stunner. 
And but, yeah, it, you know. for for Assassin's Creed specifically, how how does the combat feel? Because I know, like for for me, you know, like thinking of Vikings and and that kind of brutal combat, it's not that's not necessarily the same as a normal Assassin's Creed experience. So, is this more like the old combat, or does the combat feel fresh and brutal? Um, yeah, it actually it actually does feel fresh and brutal, and the reason for that is it doesn't. I think when you, I mean, you tried Odyssey and. The way I would describe that combat was kind of arcadey. You know, it's it really just hacking things until they die. And Valhalla, and it had it had like skill involved, but Valhalla is a lot more. The camera's closer to the character for one, um, and then everything has. It feels much more weighty. Like, and that's what a criticism you have with Immortals when you previewed that was like, the combat just felt weightless, right? It just yes, so, incredibly. Yeah, Valhalla definitely feels good in that regard um and it's not just you know easy it's not a combo breaker game you know you got a parry there's skill involved uh and then there's absolutely brutal executions that you get i mean you're lopping off heads arms stomping on people's brains <laughs> it, it burning like them alive it. yeah it's it's a full-on viking experience you gotta gotta say it's it's fun oh uh, that sounds great and the other nice thing they did and there's been some reviews. I know Destructoid reviewed it, and they didn't really like how they do the um, ability unlocking. So a lot of times when you play an RPG, right, you just you get points. You you assign those points to a skill tree, and that's it. So sure. you have part of that in Valhalla. So you have a typical skill tree where you level up, and then you assign points, and mm-hmm. then that unlocks new abilities. But then there's another subset of abilities that you can get for ranged and me- melee attacks where you actually have to go explore the world to find like these knowledge books to unlock the abilities. Ooh, and so I dig that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that really don't like it, but I like it because it actually gets me to go explore the world and a lot of times yes. you're finding it in like these old crypts and stuff and you get them for raids. Oh no, and you know, like that's one of my favorite parts about games like Skyrim or games like The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. where you know you'll come across a random book, choose to choose to read the book, and then that will unlock like a, oh there might there's a possible treasure here, or that'll unlock a skill point because you read a book. Uh, I think that's great. It encourages exploration it's, it, and yeah. it builds the world. Yeah, the, these knowledge books aren't that in depth. It's more find the book, unlock the ability. But, I, the, but there's a lot of scrolls and stuff idea. you can read to get hints on where to go find these things, which is interesting. No, just that—that's like it, the the role playing element of it, yeah. where it's like, sure, you're not like reading a book in Skyrim. You're not really reading a book. You open a book, right. <laughs> and it and it gives you a point, right? Right. It's just like the idea of like a Viking on a raid paging through a book and go oh oh yeah that's how you decapitate someone with your buoy knife <laughs> all right. right now i know how to do that <laughs> yeah that's uh, one of my one of the easiest ways for me to drop off an open world game is if the world isn't interesting to explore obviously mm-hmm. right yeah. uh, and like the witcher 3 did that really well where everywhere you kind of went there was some interesting story to find or whatever and mm-hmm. valhalla does that really really well and odyssey on first impression kind of had that feeling and then after you kind of explored a few areas it kind of started to dwindle really quickly mm. valhalla i just keep seeing i see a castle on the horizon i'm like i need to go see that i need to go look at what that is <laughs> or i see a crevice underneath like a a, a, a bridge and i'm like okay there's something underneath there. i want to go explore it uh or a cave or, or whatever and there's always something to find in the game so I'm, I'm really enjoying it for that just that exploration aspect which i think assassin's creed origins and odyssey have had a hard time kind of nailing that down but this definitely feels like this is 
probably the most open or the most enjoyable open world I've experienced since Witcher 3, I would honestly say. Oh. And a lot of people said that about Odyssey 2, and I wasn't one of them because it, it did feel too grindy for me to really care. Yeah, Odyssey got old very fast. Yeah, this Valhalla is not like that. Valhalla is like something's new around every corner, and I really like that. And there's also, uh, you've played Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Uh, if you remember like the stranger things that happen where you just happen upon events in the world yes of course yeah so Valhalla has that and I'll tell you what three I've done three of them so far and they have been some of the funniest quests of quests I've ever gotten involved with so one is literally standing outside a door one of them I did is standing outside this woman's door while she's trying to trick men into thinking she needs protection to seduce them and you just stand out there <laughs> and then and he's like oh i'm leaving now this is stupid and she goes oh no <laughs> dang it <laughs> uh, oh, that's great another one oh, what was the first one I, oh yeah the, the very first one i did a lot of these are like really sexual for some reason but the first one i did you have to this woman asks you to help her husband <laughs> you know get ready uh to put put it into words uh get him aroused let's put it that way and so you have to go into their she house needs, and they're like... She needs you to get the husband aroused. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Get them both aroused, technically. Okay. And so what they end up having you do is you go into their house and you're like, I want to feel like I'm going on a raid. So destroy everything in my house. And you just go around and destroy all their stuff. And then they're like, no, I need, I need to smell burning. And they're like, let our house on fire. <laughs> So you light their house on fire, like that's good. Now you can join us. I'm not here us. to kink shame anyone. You do, you do what you uh, what you like. I guess it was it was one of the funniest quests I've ever seen in a game. You get XP for getting these people aroused. It's great. Good, good for you. Yeah, it was. I'm I'm excited to see more of the world events because I they did a really good job. Which is, it, it's hilarious. Those Nick's two, those very are hilarious. Excited. Very excited. <laughs> oh God. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, over on my side, I have been delving a little into Baldur's Gate 3. Before you uh, go still... any farther on this, I have to understand how you are playing this when you couldn't get into Divinity Original Sin 2, when it's the same developers, almost the same gameplay. Uh, no. I, so, something about it feels different. I don't know if it's just like... It's it's very similar gameplay. Um, maybe it's something about like the the levels, the characters you meet, level design, enemy design. I mean, listen, you start off the game and you can get a little walking brain friend <laughs> that pops out of a human skull. That's kind of the world I'm into. Not the uh, not the other one, not Divinity Original Sin Two. Uh, so it's it's different enough to me where I can get into it. <laughs> And you know what? I, I might fall off just like I did with originally Vidal Sin. Maybe. You, know, you didn't finish. He, he, Virus, he didn't even finish the first act of Divinity Original Sin 2. And if you've played it, you it know that so he missed all the boring. best parts. <laughs> he it missed all the best so parts. It got so boring, Nick. I think presentation, the world in which uh, you inhabit, is so important. And um, Baldur's Gate 3, a name, uh, a game whose name I cannot remember. I have to keep it open on my screen here because I can't remember the name. <laughs> but like it just kicks down the door with mind flayers fighting literal demons, <laughs> Bra you know, like brain sucking worms, mm -hmm. horrors abound, dragons like orcs fight uh, flying on dragons. It really 
it really kicks off on the right foot. So are you actually enjoying the Perfect. gameplay though? Because I know you, I know you like systems-driven games, but you didn't like the turn-based of Original Sin 2's combat. You said it was too slow. Uh, you know, it was yeah. That felt slow. This feels good. Maybe maybe it's because I play Dungeons and Dragons, and so I'm I know all of the things they use D and D rules for Baldur's Gate 3. And so like, mm. because I know all of these things already, perhaps I'm more comfortable with them. Um, so far, I'm having a lot of fun with the systems of the game. It's very open. It's very loose as far as how you want to defeat any sort of obstacle. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the role-playing element of it. This is my first real playthrough. Like, I played it a little bit when I was trying out your Stadia account. Right. But this this is my first real playthrough, and I decided to just, just to have some fun with it. So I'm playing as Willow from the movie Willow. <laughs> so I'm a halfling wizard, and I think that's really fun. <laughs> Did you buy it on Steam, then, or are you playing on Stadia still? I, I bought it okay. on Stadia. Oh, you bought it on Stadia. I bought it on Stadia, wow. and you know what? There, there was a, a lot of back and forth decision making that I made there. Um, on one hand, I don't need to free up 120 gigs yeah, for right. the download. That's a good hand. On the other hand, if I want to play with someone else, I wasn't able to confirm that there was crossplay. There's not crossplay. It's early access. Right. It'll. It's, it's coming really later a- though with cross. Yeah. Or not, not, not cross, no, not cross play, just cross save at some point. Right, but so like if if I want to play with friends, I they would need to also have it on Stadia. Yeah, for now, I'd imagine they're gonna bring cross play to it though. It's, we'll see, but but so that's the other hand. And like I might want to play with other people, I might want to, but the, like so future proofing the purchase, ugh, right? Right. But then the good part of it is a lot of times I'm, I'm pointing to my main computer right now. My main computer is mostly used for video editing and anyone who edits videos knows that a lot of time editing videos is actually just rendering videos. After you get done with a big video, you have to render it all out and that can take a long time, which basically renders my entire computer useless for several hours <laughs> a day. But with something like Stadia, I can just pop on my little laptop and not have to worry about any sort of performance issues. It's been, it's been running smooth for you? So far, it's been running buttery, buttery smooth. The game did crash, but I believe it was the game and not Stadia. Right. And of course, it is an early access. Um, so the game did crash on me once, but I'm not going to hold that against it because uh, it is an early access. And I've been having a lot of fun, like, actually role-playing. I I play Dungeons & Dragons, but normally I am the dungeon master. And while that can be really fun and satisfying, it's not often that I get to be a player in these games. And so, like, making these player decisions, seeing what works, seeing what fails, is really fun for me. And, uh, and like I said, it kicks off with a bunch of body horror <laughs> and, uh, and demons oh, fighting right. you like gore. mind flayers. You I love do. gore. <laughs> I, I love gore. Like, one, one of the first things that you interact with in the game is, like, a quivering, talking brain. <laughs> and you have to decide whether or not you're going to rip it out of a guy's skull. And it's like, <laughs> yes! I am so down for that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, uh, I'm trying to find, apparently there's a uh, workaround where I can play Stadia games on my iPad. So I'm trying to figure that out. 
because I would love to play this uh, mobile e in some way. I don't think yeah, I don't think Stadia is on iPhone yet. It's not on iOS devices yep. at all, but there the is a. <laughs> There is a secondary app that just allows you to do web apps in full screen where if you open up the Chrome page within this other app, it kind of works sometimes. Gotta love Apple. Gotta love Apple. <laughs> Come on, Apple, let me let me play my Stadia games. But like I said, I have my laptop, I have my computer. I, I might even invest in a, in a little in a little Chrome thingy and a, and a controller, because that could be uh, nice. This could be a really nice thing to pop on a TV and play, but... Wow, so you're the Stadia shill now. I, I'm kind of the Stadia shill, <laughs> and you know, you get a, you get like three months free of Stadia Pro, and uh, and then, you know, you sign up, you get 10 bucks off your first game purchase, and so like the game was a little cheaper. Oh, I'm... I'm I'm excited. I'm you know what? <laughs> wow, I'm excited. Jack's excited about something. This is a truly a day to remember. It's like I like <laughs> I said in in our Stadia talk. Mm -hmm. The the one thing is this morning, or, or not this morning. I'm sorry. Like also this morning, but over the weekend, I said to myself, "Oh, I really want to play Baldur's Gate." And then I started to do the hard drive shuffle. <laughs> yep. Right. Like, what games do I need to delete right. in order to download? Um, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh yeah, I can get rid of that one. I guess I'm not playing Tony Hawk anymore. That'll clear up a little bit. Oh, I, I can, I can, uh, you know, get rid of this. And then I said to myself, wait, what am I doing? Yeah. I know the answer. The answer is Stadia. The, uh, yeah, you know, cloud gaming is probably going to become a lot more interesting to a lot of people when they have to uh, max out that SSD on the PS5 <laughs> and Series X and realize, <laughs> do I want to spend... $10 a month on Stadia or 200 and something dollars on an SSD external drive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, so far, so good with my Stadia uh, experience. Like I said, it's only just been over the weekend and this morning, but every time I pop on, the game plays real smooth. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Now, I got you into cloud gaming. Next up is Halo. No. <laughs> if it comes to cloud, you're going to try it. <laughs> Here we are in the news, or the topics, whichever one we feel like covering on <laughs> the day. And Nick, you have in your possession an Xbox Series X. I do. Lucky that we got to review you, Nick, because I hear everybody that pre-ordered one's having troubles with that. Ooh. And then, uh, you know, I was day one on the PS5, paid off at Walmart, and now my PS5 is delayed too, so... You know, what's the point of pre-ordering anymore? I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, we have a. I have a Series X, and I uh, got it Friday. It's past Friday, and I've been spending spent pretty much the whole weekend on it, testing it out, a bunch of different games. Um, I do have the Sony X900H, which has HDMI 2.1 and VRR, which allows me to play at 4K 120. Okay. Um, so the game I mostly played was Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we already talked about. Uh, but I did try Gears 5, which in hmm. multiplayer only has 4K 120 hertz. And I'll tell you what, that is the absolute smoothest gaming experience I've ever had on console by a country mile. Wow. It runs like butter. <laughs> it really does. I was really impressed. Um, I thought, you know, with 4K 120 that the, the visuals would take a pretty significant hit, but I thought... I don't notice a difference on Gears 5 and multiplayer. It looks, it looks great. Uh, it's 
you know when you have that higher frame rate it's it's about as equivalent as you're going to get to playing on a pc with a mouse and keyboard even with a controller and just having the smooth motion and everything hmm. um and I'm, I'm you know uh i i wasn't like worried about the consoles not hitting those performances because they've marketed so heavily and they've shown videos for months and all that but like you don't it doesn't really hit you until you play it that you're like okay this is a 500 hundred dollar console that's matching my two grand pc <laughs> right which is a bit annoying but also cool like really cool <laughs> so, uh, so i yeah i mean everything that they pitched on it like the the quick quick resume which you can mm -hmm. you know just you don't have to quit out of a game you just go home and then start up another game and if you want to go back to that game you just open it back up that's super fast i think it takes like assassin's creed valhalla a massive open world game took like with quick resume maybe six seconds to load up and start and get right nice. back into it yeah yeah um which is a really nice feature and then i switched back from that to gears and gears took maybe two seconds just mm -hmm. bam uh and these are all cross-gen games so once we actually start getting you know games only designed for series x and series s and they're optimized it's going to be even quicker as you've seen with like spider-man miles morales on the ps5 which takes like two seconds to load up yeah, so you know, I haven't gotten to try a whole lot of next gen games yet, just because we had we didn't have the codes. Mm -hmm. um, NBA 2K21 came in today, and that's getting a huge visual upgrade. So I'm gonna be trying that tonight. Um, and then we've got Yakuza Like a Dragon to try out, mm -hmm. uh, and then of course more more games are coming out over time. The Falconeer is the only other one I have right now that runs at 4K 120. And that, I am that's a smooth so experience excited too. to play the Falconeer. I've been following development on the Falconeer for a long time. Mm -hmm. I want to fly as a bird. Yeah. Um, I'm like a bird. I'm going to fly away. Uh, important question, Nick. Yep. This is the only question I think that matters. Uh, vertical or horizontal? How are you positioning your Series uh, X? I'm positioning it horizontal. I, <gasps> so, well, Blasphemy! <laughs> There's nowhere for me to put it because I have a massive TV now, and then I actually had to buy a new TV stand for the thing to even f fit in there, because the, the PS5 wasn't going to fit my old TV stand either. Oh, so okay. Uh, yeah. I, it, it, well, and then to actually speak to that a little bit, because I bet you're wondering too, how quiet is this thing? Uh, you know, I suppose like for for me, I'm not. I wouldn't be too worried about it because you said you were. Because you have it hooked up to your TV, I'm not worried about sound. Because, like, if if it was hooked up to, like, at, at your desk there and you have it right next to you, then I'd be worried about sound. But if it's by your TV, that's far enough away, or it should be far enough away, where sound wouldn't matter unless you're about <laughs> to tell surprised. me you can hear it. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Uh, with the One X and my base PS4, both of those consoles literally sound like jet engines. <laughs> When they were running games of you know high you know, for well the PS4 didn't even do 4K but the Xbox mm -hmm. One X still sounded awful when it was running games at you know 4K on it or maxing out the mm -hmm. Series X I played for like probably five hours straight of Assassin's Creed Valhalla the other day didn't hear a sound out of it quite mm -hmm. quite quite as a whisper nothing uh, which really impressed me because they always tout like oh our console is quiet and I'm like nah it's, it, it'll be quiet for the first month or whatever but like <laughs> and then you get the one the one X and it, it quickly uh, you know sounds like a jet uh, but the Series X has like the really nice ventilation system where it's mm. the box and then it flows through it and right out so you really don't hear anything uh, it's got I a really cool cooling technology 
do you know like so if you're if you have a vertical is the top vent does that suck air in or does that blow air it out? blows it blows it out so the okay the stand that was lifted off the ground so that the air can suck up through it gotcha, gotcha. Um, and yeah so i i you know i haven't spent a, a whole lot of time with it to give a fertile final verdict on it yet but i mean like um the only thing i would really say negative about it is like it doesn't really feel new you know like the ps5 you're getting a whole new ui like a whole new uh oh, kind of sure. experience on it and the the series x is you know xbox but better <laughs> um, well that's xbox's whole thing right, right? And it's like and it's we not, don't want to reinvent the wheel every time we just want to yeah. give you a shinier wheel yeah it's when well, yeah it's not a criticism of it it's just like interesting that like hmm. you know it, it xbox really does feel like just an upgrade to a better pc now is sure, what it feels sure. like and i'm okay with that honestly because i don't want to have to learn a new ui every time i do it is <laughs> even though it's nice and flashy you know at least hmm. with xbox i know that there's not going to be any dashboard bugs or anything hmm. that are going to happen my experience right out of the gate like ps5 might have you know who knows you know we don't have a ps5 yet <clears throat> sony uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, so I, I'd say my, my first impressions of it are really, really good. Uh, for $500, mm-hmm. I, you know, either the PS5 or Series X, whichever you go with, like you can't go wrong. Um, you know, I've had the I've had the gaming PC for over a year now, and that's where I've done most of my gaming. But now that my consoles in my living room can match that performance or outdo it, I, you know, I think all I have. I don't really plan to sit in my office, you know, and play games anymore. I'm going to go back out in the living room and be comfortable again. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from first-person shooters, if, you know, it's really just a matter of, well, even on Xbox, you can use keyboard and mouse now. So it's really just a matter of what your preference is for controlling a game. Got to get one of those lap desks, you know, to put your, your mouse and yeah. your your, your uh, keyboard on. Yeah. Lap desk. But, yeah, I really don't have too many criticisms of it. You know, the controller's about the same uh it's got mm-hmm. some nice grip on it now and the the thumb or the uh triggers have actual like a little bit of grip on them which is nice uh but same design it's got a share button now you click it, it takes a screenshot and uploads it right away i mean i think we we all kind of knew that it's like because we have the numbers we know that they're going to be powerful mm-hmm. we know that everything coming out of them is going to look pretty of course the biggest criticism of xbox right now is lack of games. there's no games <laughs> well lack of exclu- right? let's let's be clear lack of exclusive games sorry like well <laughs> to, to me that means the same thing where it's like why do i need the xbox series x if i already have uh, an xbox one or a gaming pc and you the answer is you don't really unless you want that visual upgrade not, not visual so upgrade it's, it's more performance upgrade really potato no. potato that's what i'm no. gonna say <laughs> that performance <laughs> upgrade makes a huge difference even even if you have even if you don't have the latest tv that can do 120 hertz mm-hmm. playing games at even you know every game at 1080 60 or 4k 60 or whatever like you it just feels better to play on regardless like there's no hmm. you know valhalla hasn't had any dips everything just feels smooth across the board so far that i've played like forza 7 runs like a dream gears 5 runs like a dream uh mm-hmm. you know for for 500 like it's it's seriously impressive what they are managed to pack into that box what we're finding though is the caveat is you know you have a pretty pretty big lack of storage on these things and that's where they kept the cost down because you know you want another ssd mm-hmm. get ready to shell out 200 more dollars so yeah in reality these consoles probably should have cost like seven or eight hundred dollars for what you're getting 
Right. <laughs> but but now all of us and and it's the same on PCs. It's mm-hmm. we're all playing the download shuffle. Right. You know, which which game are you deleting so you can download the new game? Guess what? I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I'm going full team Stadia. I'm here. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, that's this week's impressions on the Series X. Uh, you know, as long as Walmart doesn't screw me over, we should have a PS5 by Friday. And we'll have coverage of that next week. Uh, if you're looking for Yahtzee's coverage, I've been trying to get him review units for both. Uh, they refuse to send him one probably because they don't want him to be mean. <laughs> uh, we'll uh, gonna try and make sure Yahtzee gets a PS5 tomorrow. <laughs> Even if I have to order it for him. <laughs> Zang. So be on the lookout for our PS5 impressions next Sunday. Ooh, who's gonna who's gonna I don't I just don't have a joke. I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I just talk and hope that I find uh, the thing I'm gonna say uh mid-talk. That time I knew it wasn't happening, so I just cut it off. Probably better. Probably better for everybody. Just cut it off. All right, well, that was it. That was all of our talk about all of our things. Thanks, everybody, for watching and or listening to this. Once again, I've been Jack Packard, a semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. Did I even introduce myself at the start of the show? I don't know. Well, I mean, I I know who you are, so I don't know. (laughs) You know, if you introduce yourself, it doesn't affect me. All right. Well, then I'm Calandra Nick, chief of editor of of Escapist The... Why would you do that? <laughs> to make your dyslexia go crazy. That does. That that actually hurt my brain. That, that made me feel. That made me feel real pain. All right. Signing off correctly. My name is Nick Landry, the editor chief of the Escapist. Proud owner of the Series X and converter of Jack into Stadia. I'm here. I'm here. I'm I'm enjoying it so far. But as literally as soon as I hit one road bump, I'm I'm doing nothing but complaining about it. <laughs> yeah, I would expect nothing less of Mr. Packard. Ain't I a stinker? Don't forget. Well, I guess you can't forget because the Escape of Showcase already happened. So go back and watch all the interviews that we're uploading, heathen. Don't make me say my title backwards again. Oh, okay. <laughs>